Industry Pods and Evergreen Podcast Network are pleased to present the following podcast. All right. Um, so coming up to the stage, we have the topic alternative processes for alternative products. We have Annie over here. Annie is the COO at OP Innovatives and co-founder of the hemp brands Overcome and um, Hemp Mellow. We have uh, Justin Esquivel, uh, president in, uh, from Green Luster Fedos, and Justin Johnson, founder and CEO of BotSphere and co-founder of CMO of Chill Steel Pipes. Right? Yep. Oh, nice. Welcome and delight us. All right. I'm going to bring up the energy here, guys. Uh, as a uh, as our friend Andres mentioned, my name is Justin Johnson. I'm the founder of BudSpeed.com, which is a platform for sharing cannabis-related products and services. Uh, I recently launched a product called the Chill Steel Pipe, which is the world's first double-wall vacuum-insulated stainless steel bomb. Um, check it out at chill.store. Uh, joining me today is Justin Esquivel, uh, geneticist and president at Green Luster Finos, as well as, uh, we, we don't have Ryan joining us today. Annie's standing in. Ryan uh, is having a Playing troubles like many of our friends, and uh, uh, Annie's with OP Innovates and uh, creator of a product called Naturia Plus um, that is used in a lot of different CBD products. So um, today we're going to be talking about alternative processes for alternative products, how we come about uh, uh, you know arriving at new products and developing products that our customers want to buy. So I'm going to start real quick. I'm going to start with Annie first. Uh, the first question I got for you is, uh, what does your company do? And uh, um, uh, and how did you get started in the cannabis industry? Yeah, so um, I got started. I'm gonna reverse those. I got started in the cannabis space. Um, good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in 2009, um, I actually was introduced to, to hemp when I was very young. Uh, my dad actually was working with Woody Harrelson to plant four infamous hemp seeds in Kentucky uh, to try and get the court to distinguish between hemp and marijuana. And uh, so it was kind of always a part of my life. I started researching it in 2009, ended up getting a Fulbright scholarship to study the environmental impact of the supply chain in Canada, and then moved to Kentucky when the Farm Bill passed um, and got really rooted in the industry there. So I've been working in it ever since. And uh, my company, OP Innovates, we are a manufacturing entity out of Kentucky. We have a unique delivery system that improves absorption in the body called Naturia Plus. So we have biohacked mother nature in a sense and uh, have found a way of mimicking the way that mothers pass nutrients to their young. So in this sense, it allows for the cannabinoids or any lipophilic compound like vitamin D or K or uh, melatonin to absorb more readily in the body. So we are currently um, have done clinical trials to showcase at least a two times absorption over uh, traditional means and are working to continuously improve those processes uh, because literature showcases that it can at least get to 17x so we're trying to uh, ever improve to get to those those, uh, those levels and we incorporate that into products so one of which is our hemp mellow product uh, which is available um, to consumers and then we also uh, white label or private label it for other companies and so for simple people like me uh, yeah, sorry. Everybody's much smarter than me on the stage, guys. Um, uh, increased bioavailability. Um, you know, the, 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 the cannabinoids that are included in your products, your, the 
the uptake is uh, much higher with the traditional. Yes, so right now all the products that we're consuming, uh, fat-loving compounds do not absorb into water, which is mainly our body. So um, in this sense, every product uh, on the floor or that you see on the shelves, you're really only absorbing uh, no more than 10% of what you're actually ingesting. And so obviously a lot of these products are expensive. Fortunately, they're reducing in price, but they are still um, expensive. And so using Naturia Plus, we're able to improve that absorption. So instead of absorbing maybe six milligrams, you'll absorb 12 milligrams. And as we improve our processes, you know, that 12 will turn into 24 and so on and so on. So you can get a lot more with less or get a lot more and have a much better experience. Awesome. All right, Justin, same question. How did you get into the cannabis industry? And I know we're in the Alternative Products uh, Expo, but I know that we all happen to be in cannabis and hemp. So how did you get into the industry and what does your company do? Uh, so my business is Greenless Rufinos. We provide homozygous genetics for licensed growers in the adult use cannabis space, as well as the CBD hemp space. Uh, we do, we have a buyer's network. Uh, we link with about 117 brick and mortar uh, franchises across the USA. Uh, we do facility development, tissue culture, facility development, uh, and we also uh, do a lot of cult, um, coaching, cultivation coaching, advanced practices. Uh, I've been in the industry uh, since I was knee high. My family is from Belize, Central America, Corazol. Uh, so I've grown up around the cannabis plant my whole life. It's been a passion of mine. Uh, and uh, we've been working with germplasm ever since. Uh, we, we, our facilities are in Madrid, Spain, and North Carolina, USA and we work direct with growers nationwide. Uh, we're formulating our very first MS Media this year, uh, as well as an extended release MS Media, which we'll go into uh, later with you guys. So let's uh, let's jump into the second question too. I don't think anybody uh, necessarily cares how I got started in the cannabis industry. I'll get into that. Um, so who is your end customer and what is your process for developing products for these uh, for those consumers? So our, our clients are all licensed growers, either in the adult use space or CBD hemp space. We help them niche them uh, themselves in the industry. We believe in niching. We think that's the way of succeeding in this industry. Uh, we help them provide a product that's not only scarce on the market, but has a, uh, a high value on the market. So we work with them directly, uh, either developing their facility, developing their genetic sector, uh, or working with them as far as uh, BTB clients. Perfect. Andy, same question to you. What was the question again? The question is, who is your customer and what is your process for developing products for those customers? Yes, so our customer, depending on if we're looking at our delivery system for white label or private labeling, we're looking to partner with other brands within the space. Um, and then on the brand side for Hemp Mellow, our, our customer is B2C or B2B in the center. The customer as a, an individual every day. Um, or as a uh, retailer uh, in that sense. And in terms of acquisition, you know, meeting people at events like this, um, being at just in the industry over some time, being able to form relationships over time. Um, and then, you know, on the B2C side, it's, it's a little bit more challenging. You know, the big commerce people were up here earlier talking. It's a competitive world out there. A, a lot of guerrilla marketing really is, is, seems to be the only way to, to get anybody's attention at, at this stage in life. So uh, if you guys have any tips, very, very interested in learning more. Um, I know, Justin, you, you have um, a lot of 
kind of tap into that market with your insight on that? Yeah, it's interesting. And, you know, I spent 15 years running ad agencies and working in traditional marketing. And while it's, it's definitely much more challenging in the cannabis space, I think one thing to recognize, it's also a lot more simple. Um, we're limited, right? We can get kicked off of Instagram. We can't advertise on Instagram. Um, and we have to be really a lot more simple in our thinking. Um, the reality is I think we're almost, we're kind of in the golden age, right? The reality is once we get more regulated, it's actually going to become harder. If you look at the way the tobacco industry is right now, like they can't advertise anywhere. And that's partially a result of um, bad actors, you know, targeting, you know, children with their advertising and stuff like that in the past, you know, alcohol still tends to have a place in the Super Bowl and whatnot, but, um, you know, tobacco has had a really hard time with that. So I think it's, it's really comes down to fundamentals. I think one thing to keep in mind um, that I always tell everybody is if you're, if you're looking to build a product that's really, um, you know, I found this with Chill, you can sell a lot of stuff on your website online, but if you don't have those wholesale relationships, that's really, um, that's where you're going to make the majority of your money, right? Um, to create a company that is going to be big and worth millions of dollars, you have to have scale. And unless you're selling tens of thousands of products or hundreds of thousands of products at a wholesale level, getting to a stage where you can do consumer marketing that's actually particularly valuable, you might not ever get there, right? Um, so, you know, when I created BuzzFeed.com, that, you know, my goal was actually to be a place for, um, and a platform for, for products to be able to be marketed and shared online. And, and what it came down to was, I help a lot of different brands, but still the scale isn't, isn't where um, it needs to be. And I think that's true with just about any cannabis or alternative product related publisher on the market today. Um, they all can reach a very specific audience, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're gonna start advertising with High Times or BuzzFeed or Mary Jane and all of a sudden you're gonna start selling products. I think, um, you know, to Justin's point earlier, it's really about finding that niche and uh, determining what what is important to them. For, for me and my experience with Chill Still Pipes, um, you know, shows like Alternative product, Products Expo Champs, et cetera, places where those buyers are gonna be have been the most successful thing for, for me to date, so. Um, let me hop into my last question here. So, um, did you have anything to add to that, Justin? No, no. No, <laughs> all right, cool, perfect. All right, so, um, you know, before we open up for some questions, um, I really want to get an understanding of, of um, you know, what the people on this panel's goals are for the year. So if I can start with you, what is one thing you're hoping to accomplish this year and how are you uh, approaching that challenge? So this is actually uh, my favorite question of the day. Uh, so one thing that we've focused on this year is extended release MS Media. And for you guys that don't know what MS Media is, it's used in tissue culture. It's a way for you to plant seeds, uh, rooted tissues, clones, and you can actually grow them without ever watering, without ever feeding your crop. Now they grow very slowly. Uh, so the end of July, we're hoping to get our uh, extended release MS Media patented. And essentially what that'll do is it'll drop your operational cost by 50%. And if you have 20 employees on your farm hand, you'll, you'll only need about two of them to run your operation. The MS Media has extended release NPK, so that's why you don't have to feed your crop. And we've also formulated an O2 molecule in the MS Media, which allows those roots or rhizosphere to really flourish and grow. So essentially, you could plant a crop, 
You could walk away and four months later you can come back and harvest your crop without ever watering or feeding it. So I believe that MS Media Tissue Culture is going to be the future. Cloning is something that was used in the uh, MMJ industry to provide stability. And that's what I mean when I say hummus agosti. I mean if you plant 10,000 seeds, you're going to see one or two different varieties within the genetic. So it, through uh, MS Media Extended Release Tissue Culture, a grower no longer needs 20, 30, 40 employees in their indoor grow or their greenhouse. They'll literally get the liquid MS Media. It'll ferment. They'll plant their seed. You can either plant seed directly into it, clone, or tissue. Uh, so we're really excited about that, and uh, we'll be launching that at the end of July. So, so revolutionizing agriculture. That's your Yes, plan. yes. Well, yeah. Just that's a small right. task. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. All right. I'm, I'm going to hold on to my, uh, my response to this question here for a second. We're going to see if it... About you, Andy. Uh, so, so what is one thing you're hoping to accomplish this year, and how are you approaching that challenge? Uh, well, we're not going to be revolutionizing agriculture, but um, just the way you absorb. Yeah, cannabinoids. yeah, just the way that you Perfect. absorb cannabinoids in the body. I run a website. Yeah. So. <laughs> so we actually just got uh, granted our patent. Um, it was a nice little Christmas Eve present to us, and so uh, we will be really uh, hitting the ground running on on trying to locate different partners for licensing deals um, so that they can utilize that. It's particularly in the cannabis space, it makes it a lot difficult to like go and just set up a shop and start um, you know, getting licenses. It's so expensive. So instead we're looking very much at the cannabis space to license out our technology so that it can be utilized within products on the shelves. And then in the hemp side, finding different partners to either license or to manufacture for. Um, so those are our big uh, goals within the uh, OP Innovates manufacturing side. Within our brand side, now that COVID is kind of relaxing, um, you know, we're really looking to start start up marketing at, at different events and really targeting um, events to, to have the direct relationship with that customer. Um, the cost of customer acquisition is so high online you know, it, it's it's challenging to compete with everybody else's attention. So being able to capture that person, you know, having a direct conversation eye to eye is, is really something um, and a goal that, that I'm seeking to accomplish this year. Yeah, that's cool. And the, the, the B2B relationships, I mean, just so people understand, like, the, the product that you've developed, it's, um, you know, from my experience, uh, you know, I can have a CBD chocolate and I can be feeling pretty good, but introducing that into TH, like yep. pure THC. Yeah, so well, the, yeah. the interesting, um, you know, a lot of people in the market are looking for like fast onset, fast offset. Um, what Naturia actually does is, is, is it's much more, it has a longer length, it's, it lasts longer in the body. So um, you, you don't kind of have that kind of like high peak and high fall. Instead, it's, it's a peak and then it, it extends out, uh, kind of like extended release in a sense. Um, so, so much synergy. Yes, yeah, so much synergy. So, you know, it, it's very different than what a lot of people experience in the market. Being able to really tap into the THC side of the market and allow that within the medical markets and the recreational markets, it, it, it'll be much different uh, experience than people will have or have had. Yeah, it's interesting. Both of your the, the 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 technologies, I'll call it, you know, the IP that you're both working on, it actually um, creates a lot of efficiency. In, in your in your case, from an agricultural perspective, a lot less need for labor on the farm, uh, the ability to grow plants a little bit more autonomously without as much oversight because it's happening 
with yours, you know, you think about how much, you know, five milligram THC gummy mm -hmm. is always five milligrams. Yep. But if you're using something like Duturia, um, you know, you might be able to have that same kick with a two milligram or, right. or something like that. So yeah, less, then, less product going into the, the, the end uh, result, which, you know, yeah. should make it more profitable. Yeah, yeah, ideally. Ideally. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it also is, um, it helps in those regulated markets where, you know, in Colorado, you can only have 10 milligrams of THC per gummy. Well, now you suddenly feel 20. Uh, so it has a different impact in that regard as well. Yeah, well, we should bring samples next time. <laughs> um, cool. Well, so, and, and I'll, I'll answer this question because I, I do want to plug it a little bit. So with BudSpeed, uh, my goal in the next year, um, really what I do, and, and I'll put it out there for anybody who has a, a cannabis or alternative product in the market, um, you are able to come to the website, BudSpeed.com, share your product for free. Um, users vote on all of the content that's being shared. And at the end of the week, I do a lot of free promotion for any of the brands that are being shared and, and are, are well received by my audience. Um, you know, at the end of the day, people ask me like, how do I go about making money? And really my goal is, you know, for you to have a positive experience on the site and long-term, if you need additional marketing help or any sort of consulting on the back end, what we are working is trying to help brands solve a lot of these marketing issues and get to market. So we're working with Annie over here with their Hemp Mellow product. Again, how do we get into distributors? How do we do online marketing? How do we engage influencers to actually help bring their brand to market? Um, and I've done that with Chill Still Pipes, and we're going to be doing that with a bunch of new brands in the in the space. So my goal in the next uh, in the next um, year is to have about ten more brands come on under uh, our belt, and uh, you know uh, allow us to uh, uh, you know kind of help bring them bring them to market. Um, I'm not looking to you know make a ton of money doing advertising on my website. My goal is to actually connect with brands that. Um, I feel have really intrinsic, unique value and are, uh, you know, in the industry, both of these guys have, I mean, mind blowing product, if you, if you ask me, um, and figure out, you know, how, how do we help these brands, uh, take the next step? You know, I think it's, um, we're in a, we're in an industry where innovation is happening every single day. Um, but a lot of it dies because we're not necessarily you know, getting it into stores or getting it exposed online. So that's really my goal is to help maybe 10 new brands in the next year do that. So um, those are really the questions I had for everyone, guys. Uh, you know, we, we have, I think, probably about 10 more minutes max. And I want to see if anybody had any other questions. Yeah, please. Yes, we're, we're uh, outside of uh, Asheville, North Carolina, okay. uh, and then we have a facility in Madrid, Spain as well. Okay, and are you open to conversation of agriculture um, for Africa? Oh, absolutely, that's, that's why we're here. Okay. And I wanted to get her contact information as good, and yours too. Well, we can do that. We got okay. cards. Yep. Okay. Just, just an Annie. <laughs> no, Ryan. Ryan bailed on us. No, he didn't. He's. Uh, uh, yeah, unfortunate uh, travel circumstances. Um, yeah, any other any other questions, guys? I, you know, ultimately the you know the topic is alternative processes for alternative products. If there's any questions about you know how these two hyper intelligent people you know arrived at the uh, creation of their products, we're happy to answer any questions. And uh, otherwise, you know, feel free to you know catch us on the floor or uh, around the facility.
Yes, please. Um, just is it MS Media? What is it? MS Media, yeah. So it's it's used in tissue culture. Is it? Are you already doing it in cultivation anywhere in the United States? Yeah, so we, we actually have a uh, um, medical uh, operation, uh, rec operation in Seattle, Washington. So they did our first trial, which we experienced a 35% yield decrease. Obviously, that wasn't something we were, uh, we were willing to roll with. So our trials this year, we got a 7% yield decrease, which we're tremendously happy with that. And that's by not adding water or nutrients? No, no water, no nutrients, uh, simply just running your light schedule, keeping your environment controlled. Uh, plug and play. So 7% decrease, but it's without touching the plant. Correct. Correct. <laughs> no effect on the cannabinoids, terpene profile, nothing like I that. I don't want to sell it as decreasing your yield. <laughs> right. You might, you might want to rethink how you discuss that. No, but that's incredible. I mean, you know, the, 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 the labor efficiency had to have been insane on that. Oh, absolutely. Any other? You don't have to add more nutrients either. So you're like having a cost savings from the nutrients. And Correct. And, and nutrients, depending on what kind of media you're growing in, whether you're in cocoa core, soilless substrate, soil, hydroponics, uh, nutrients as a grower is one of your biggest expenses, especially in this industry. Anybody else have any other questions? All right. Oh, yeah. Your uh, Nutrilla, is that, no, is that strictly through your product, or is that an additive you can buy? No, we can, uh, yeah, we would work directly with, um, you know, the brand or whomever it is and uh, incorporate it within their products. But in the hemp space, we would prefer to, to, you know, take an extract and then mix it into our powder, and then we can send that powder out. Um, if it's in the cannabis space, licensing it out, but, uh, you know, I think we're, open to all kinds of different arrangements. That's a good clarification too, right? It comes in a powder, so it's great yep. for edibles, gummies, maybe a smoothie, yep. probably not a clear beverage. No, it does not work very well in clear beverages. Um, no, it kind of works in like a warmer beverage. Uh, when we say that it's water soluble, it's more about water solubility in the body as opposed to water solubility in a, in a beverage. So great in, in capsules, edibles, any sort of edible gummy, mint, tablet, Candy, not so much. It's a little candy's kind of hard to make, um, but all the other, all the other goodies. You're working on it, though. Yeah, we're working, working on it. Yeah, <laughs> it's just candy is it's very heat sensitive, and candy you got to take it up to like 400 degree temperatures, which is just it's hard to maintain the the um, surround the technology at those temperatures. All right. Any other questions? You want to you want to uh, like leave with a closing statement? Uh, yeah, sure. So uh, uh, I would say that niching has been our success in this industry, providing something that's not only unique but something that's different, something that uh, a company can thrive on. So I, I would say find your one thing and, and master it. How about you, Annie? Putting um, you on the spot. I this think was I would just say think heavy thoughts. <laughs> Thinking happy thoughts. Nice uh, no, that's my website. You can visit um, for <laughs> for uh, just general information. Um, mainly a podcast that I started back in 2018. That's got some interesting historical perspective of why cannabis became illegal. Wonderful, and, and I'll leave everyone with this. I think one thing to keep in mind is that this industry has always been about community, and uh, you know that is uh, for me at least the most important thing. Um, there's a lot um, 
that we can do, you know, especially in an industry where we're limited by everything from the government to mainstream advertisers, you know, figure out who you can collaborate with, figure out who your partners are, um, you know, um, you know, for anyone in this room, I'm always here to help through my website or my personal network. Um, and I, you know, uh, I, I encourage everybody to kind of operate with that same mentality. Um, the success that we've had with the chill, um, would not be possible without the network that I built with BuzzFeed uh, prior to that. And, uh, you know, um, I'm, I'm really excited uh, to see where this industry goes in the next couple of years because, um, you know, you, you can already see it out there. The camaraderie is really great and it's not like anything uh, that I've experienced in any other industry. So, um, you know, focus on that, try to help each other and uh, let's elevate the entire, the entire industry together. That's great advice. Cheers. All right. Five minutes early. All right, guys, thank you very much for joining us today. The world's best known investor and Wall Street expert, Warren Buffett, once said, Wall Street is the only place that people ride to in a Rolls Royce to get advice from those who take the subway. Mr. Buffett's quote is remarkably accurate, but how many people would rather receive advice from him than someone simply guessing? Welcome to Buy, Hold, Sell, your single source for Wall Street knowledge and profitable guidance. Please join me, Todd Schoenberger, and fellow trader Tobin Smith, as well as host Veronica Dudo, for a podcast known to move the needle for investors. Tobin and I are seasoned Wall Street executives with deep investment experience, and we are prepared to share our advice to those who choose to listen. Download Buy, Hold, Sell today on the Evergreen Podcast Network or your favorite podcast channel.